Hiya, my name's Ailey McIntyre and welcome to Out of the Shadows, the podcast which talks to amazing people who in some shape or form have broken out of very personal shadows in their lives. My dad was an Olympic sailing champion at Seoul 1988. I wanted to do the same and at Tokyo 2020 I did and won my very own Olympic gold medal. We're here in association with Quote Search, and I'm speaking to someone I know pretty well already, a teammate in the British sailing team, windsurfer, Emma Wilson. Hey Emma, it's so <laughs> great to have you on the podcast with me today. Welcome to Out of the Shadows. Okay. Emma won bronze at the Tokyo Olympics, meaning we've now had seven Olympic medalists on the series so far. She's the daughter of Penny Wilson, formerly Penny Way, who competed at two Olympics, Barcelona and Atlanta. So it's another parent-child case study for our series of shadows. Let's go all the way back to your mum. Yeah. How do you think that affected you growing up and your career? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, I was kind of trying to think about it before I came on here. Um, I don't think I really realised what she'd achieved until maybe I was about 11 or 12. Oh, really? But before that, me and my brother, like, I have an older brother, um, a year and a half older than me, and we always just, like, loving being on the water and, like, we're so competitive with each other. So, And I just saw her as my mum, like, um, it's only when I got a bit older that then you're, like, bumping into people that knew her and they're like oh I know your mum <laughs> and I mean you probably had exactly the same but um yeah yeah that is so yeah. relaxed I actually yeah. remember being at Menorca sailing and you were there with your family <laughs> and my dad being like oh this is Penny Wilson and like she's been to Olympics and that's her daughter out windsurfing whilst I was floundering around in the water trying to learn to windsurf and you were literally yeah. doing laps around me how much time uh, yeah. did you spend as a kid, like, abroad sailing and training? and? Um, yeah, like, we used to go on... So we always went family holidays and stuff and always to hot places. Like, I've never been skiing or, like, anything like that. Just always, like, windsurfing or... Say, like, I did a bit of sailing and Menorca sailing. Um, but, yeah, probably, like, my parents put a lot... Like, not really, just because we all enjoyed it. Like, me, my brother and my mum and then my dad was pretty happy to <laughs> come along to <laughs> he wasn't that into windsurfing but I think so it was it just the, the three of you went windsurfing together sort of thing and... <laughs> yeah pretty much like uh dad did a little bit to be fair um but yeah like I think that's why I get on really well with my mum as well because we spent so much time together like when we were younger and uh it's nice like I wouldn't change it like, do you ever yeah. see yourself and you're like oh my god I'm exactly like her <laughs> so many people go you look the same as her <laughs> and I'm like oh my god like <laughs> I'm 22 not <laughs> um, <laughs> stop <insulting> me <laughs> yeah like I think I am quite similar in some ways but also very different in other ways and I think well I like to think that I'm my own person <laughs> and yeah yeah like, totally I think people always try and compare you but actually like I'm a I'm my own person. <laughs> yeah, do you ever get annoyed by that? Um, yeah, some like I think I found what I found hardest when I was younger was like people thinking it's my mum pushing me to do it when actually like I really really want to do it and I I was really shy. <laughs> yeah, I still am shy, but not as much. And <laughs> so I never used to say like actually it's my thing, not 
Not yeah. my mum's thing. My mum's just here to help me. That's so interesting because I used to get that a lot. Mm. And my mum and dad used to get asked that a lot. Yeah. And, it, and it's so true. Like, my mum and dad were, I don't know if they had the same thing, but my dad was the first person to say to me, you don't need to do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't we don't really <laughs> want you to do this. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, it's but, expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so emotionally taxing. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, it's a hard life to live. And they were mm. always like, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Yeah. So that's interesting that you found that. Yeah, no, like, definitely. I think that's the biggest thing I found, like, having a mum who did it. And then people assume that they push you into it. But actually, like, I just really enjoy windsurfing. I love being on the water and, yeah. I mean, you're literally never <laughs> off the water, like, doing something <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> It's true, I rarely see Emma either off the water or not with salty wet hair. But on a serious note, it's amazing how many athletes talk about that assumption. That you're only into a certain sport because that's what your parents did. It's got to be partly true, but it's also important we respect everyone as individuals who can make their own career choice in life. To achieve in sport, you really have to love what you do. And in Emma's case, that could have taken her down a completely different path. You were actually quite a good hockey player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, when I was younger, I used to, like, so before about age 11, like, I used to play, like, every sport going, really. Like, at school, i try and get in all the teams, so I didn't actually have to go to school. I just went and played sport. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so, like, hockey was a big one, and... Uh, played a bit of tennis and stuff but yeah, yeah. like I, I at one point I didn't know whether to do hockey or windsurfing well that's why I wanted to ask what what made you decide like was there a bit of you yeah. that's like I'm gonna be independent and be a hockey player or <laughs> yeah like I used to love hockey I I love like the team like atmosphere I never could see myself being individual because I was so shy like uh, but I guess because my brother was like really really good at the windsurfing and every weekend it was like my parents were going opposite directions, like trying to <laughs> put us around the country. <laughs> and in the end, it was just, I did eventually try like the racing and I was quite good at it. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll give this a go. <laughs> at first then, was it just like the love of just bombing around, just going fast? Yeah, like I just loved like, uh, like racing my brother around the harbour, like yeah. Christchurch Harbour, <laughs> uh, trying to beat my brother. Um, you know, the zone squad, like we had the zone squad yeah, yeah. champ. My brother was doing that, uh, but... They have like a training weekend and then the race weekend and he was at the race weekend and I remember thinking I am not doing that like I'm not racing I'm too <laughs> too scared just, like, I don't want I just, to yeah I don't know I just yeah I didn't do it anyway I went to the training weekend did like the first training day and then uh, luckily the one of the coaches she said you know what just you're gonna be in anyway even if you didn't do the racing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was pretty that's pretty good I don't think if that had happened I probably wouldn't have done it to be honest wow so that was quite like a moment yeah do you ever have a moment where your mum was like go on Emma just like go racing (laughs) (laughs) uh I don't know I think she knew I loved the hockey and uh I think it was more like once I made a few friends in the who were doing the racing like there was a nice group of girls yeah that I made friends with and then like then you don't see it as racing, you just see it as like you're going out with your mates, you're going to have sweets between the races. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to chat, like then, you're going to yeah. sit in the water. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then that was fun. And and then 
do you have a distinct moment like once you started racing where you were like I kind of want to go to Olympics um yeah I think I always like wanted to go to Olympics but like in hockey no I didn't think it was just hockey like I want to go interesting yeah and then like I went to the techno world championships in San Francisco like we kind of went as a family holiday rather than me actually doing well my brother was doing it too and then I ended up winning it by like a long way and I was like you know what I should do when you're <laughs> just quite good at this. there for fun <laughs> yeah. do you yeah. think that's the moment then that you were like actually maybe I'm better at windsurfing than I am at hockey or yeah I think so like when I, I won a world championships and you go back to school and everyone's like oh you're, you're world champion <laughs> you know it's like junior but it's still like yeah, but you didn't just win one you won like yeah. many like you were like the queen of junior and youth windsurfing yeah. you absolutely nailed it yeah. do you think having your brother made you better yeah massively like I think huge part of it like because he was definitely more into it than I was and then I started, like, trying to beat him, and then he'd get annoyed, and then I'd be like, oh, yeah, and then he beat me, and it kind of just egged each other on. Because you're so close in age. I know your poor mum and dad. Yeah. Uh, my sister once joked about coming Olympic sailing, and I lost it. It was a full-scale family argument, so... Yeah, yeah God, my parents, I feel sorry for them. <laughs> So back to your mum and that relationship, was there like a your mum always came with you to the events and your dad went with your brother or did they take it in turns or? Well, most of the time, like, because we did both doing windsurfing, like we were at the same events, so okay, we nice. kind of all went along. And then as I got better and better, like I had to choose whether to carry on at school and do sixth form or, <laughs> I mean, I probably shouldn't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad I did what I did, but I didn't do sixth form and I just went straight full-time windsurfing. Yeah. But at that point, then my brother was still at sixth form and I was trying to go to... We lived in Christchurch, trying to go to Weymouth and train with, like, Bryony and people. Yeah. So my mum would, like, come four days a week with me and then go back. And that was pretty tricky, I think, for, like, my parents to... Because my dad was, like, away working Monday to Friday. Yeah, because um, you were super young when you decided to go full-time. Like, I went full-time when I was 18, but you were, what, 16? Yeah, 16, yeah. It was really hard. Probably one of the hardest things I think I've done. Um, I remember seeing you in the gym and just bursting into tears. <laughs> oh, no, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I was just... I was so afraid of the gym. I can't believe I say this now, because now we're, like all the supports that I get on really well with them but like it was just that daunting environment like you're 16 and there's like Olympic gold medalists in there and yeah it was hard but no I wouldn't change it. I remember this time really well. I wasn't that old myself I was only 18 and Emma was really struggling in this new environment. I rarely saw her not in tears and it was hard to know how to help and help her feel welcome in this new strange environment that she really needed to thrive in. And I'm thinking here, surely it helped, didn't it? Having a former pro windsurfer as a parent? I don't know. I don't think it did. Like, the mum, my mum tried to stay quite out of it because, I don't know, just the way it like worked out, like... Uh, it was almost better that way because then I, I think I was more confident when she wasn't there. When she was there, I kind of hide behind her, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> when I was on my own. It was so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just think I, like, 
it's funny to say it now, but I was just so shy and like on the water, I'm a completely different person to on land. Like especially at that age, I was mm. I was so confident on the water. Like it was like my place. And but on land, I yeah. was just I couldn't like express myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think being on the water was sort of who you were? You were going to be, and it just took some time for you to get there. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, I definitely say in Tokyo something changed in me and I was like me straight away like in that team environment and like yeah. you were like you came alive in yeah. Tokyo it was like the most amazing thing to watch yeah. it was like this little flower blossoming you were just so like happy and fun and alive and yeah yeah it was wicked yeah I think like the whole team environment like I think the support staff and then like because we were locked in that building as well like I felt kind of yeah. comfortable. Um, also, at that stage, like, I select for Olympics, have a pretty good chance, but I'm f- being fourth every time, so like no pressure. And uh, <laughs> also, like the Olympics is my dream, so <laughs> it was just like amazing experience. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because, so we were watching and we were like, "Go on," because you've had a year of force. You were mm. just so close, yeah. and you could see how much she wants it, and that was so true. Yeah. You nailed the game. Yeah, I just. I think I came fourth at the last three world championships before Tokyo. So it was, I knew I was so close. And like the last one I did, I kind of messed up. So I was like really, really determined. And uh, everything felt good. Like in the Weymouth, we had good training. And always I believe in myself, like deep down. I might not like express it, but deep down, I think I can win. And then Tokyo did really well. Like finished third, but it felt like I won. I remember you coming home that night and obviously every time someone came home we had like champagne and you just like holding on to your medal (laughs) and like everyone like holding on to it but just the way you were holding it or I just remember thinking I want that so much it was like I don't think you realise how you winning your medal mm. spurred on the entire team. Yeah. Did you feel that within the team that yeah. you sort of brought a bit, like, brought that to it? I don't know. It was weird because, obviously, like, I'd won my medal and, like, I knew you and Han, like, you were, like, three days into your competition. Like, you hadn't even, like... Yeah. And I felt really bad, like, if I was going to, like... Because I was, like, walking around with my medal, like, yeah, I was. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait, <laughs> calm yourself, like... <laughs> don't like show it off like they haven't even <laughs> they haven't even like halfway through their event but um like I remember before on the flight I was like nervous because I didn't really like and because of covid we hadn't really seen each other at all so no like, I didn't really know the team that well what was the dynamic of not having your mum there like obviously it was a covid mm. olympics we your mum had come to Tokyo a lot whilst we were training yeah what were you nervous about that um I don't know as I got older like I've found it, like, I think because sometimes, like, we do class world championships and it's just, like, really not many people there, like, not support staff and just Barry, <laughs> my coach. So, yeah. but because I knew, like, uh, Alex A and, you know, like, all the nice <laughs> support staff were going to yeah. be out there. And by that time, like, me and Barry's relationship was really, like, good and could basically tell him what I thought. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think building those, like, it took a long time, but building those relationships so that I did feel like I could say, like, I'm not feeling good today or, you know, like, sometimes you're yeah. just not having a good day. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
So. I think everyone thinks sometimes that as an athlete, every day is a great day. Yeah. But like, at, at, and you have to be on your best to yeah. perform, but you don't. You no. just have to know how to deal with it. No, yeah, like, not every day is a good day. <laughs> In training, no. it's hard. Like, but the medal is worth it. 100%. So when you were out in Tokyo, like, did you talk to your mum every day? Um, like, I mess- I always just message my mum. I don't know, like, everyone's like, why don't you call her? But if I call, like, sometimes it's just, like, emotional. I feel we're, like, connected and I don't want to cry. Or, <laughs> like, <laughs> I always cry. I don't want to cry. <laughs> I always cry too. <laughs> so like, I think I messaged her. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I her probably, like, every other day. Um, not loads, but, like, yeah, we. I'm never about the windsurfing. Never about the results. Like, I hate hate speaking about the results to my mum. Oh really? You and your mum never talk about that. No, like I don't think she looked at the. She didn't watch the racing. Like yeah. <laughs> wow. The Out of the Shadows podcast is in partnership with Quote Search. Quote Search is the new way to search, compare, and save online. They provide a truly independent and impartial service, which is why you can be safe knowing the prices you see are comprehensive and competitive. You're listening to Out of the Shadows with me, Ailey McIntyre, and I'm talking to my teammate, Emma Wilson, bronze medal winning windsurfer from the Tokyo Olympics. We've been talking about her life in the shadows and bursting out of the shadows of her mum, Penny, who also is a windsurfing Olympian. I'm interested to explore the relationship further. Would Emma describe her mum as her mentor? Um, like, definitely she helped. A few times I'd ask her, like, like, what was it like for you in that situation? Or, And I guess what really helped is she, like, knows what I was going through, like... In the training, like, sometimes you come home, you're so grumpy and tired, and that yeah. was living with my parents. So, like, she kind of understood that. I wouldn't say she let me off of it, but she understood where I was coming from. Um, so in that respect, yeah. But most of the time, like, we just chat rubbish, and it's quite nice to have a friend with you. Do you know what? That is so... Because from the outside, it, like... I'd have said it's totally different to that. Mm, yeah. Like I, we, I guess we, from the outside, it always looked like, you, you know, your mum was sort of quite a part of the team. And it, yeah. was, it was Barry, you and your mum. Yeah. It actually sounds like it's totally different to that. No, yeah. Like, I think everyone thought, thought that. Like, she did definitely leading up to the games, like the last bit with the equipment, because the equipment is like the thing I least enjoy. I love the windsurfing. Yeah. So on that last like month, I think, leading up to it, she helped a lot and just like making sure I'd got everything ready basically yeah yeah all the logistics side yeah but other than that like me and Barry had a pretty good like we worked well together and I think it was better like that like it was almost too complicated with three people like two people is enough telling me (laughs) yeah I don't know how you do it we actually have to talk on the water Yeah, I wouldn't be good at that. <laughs> when you were at the game, so like I really struggled with this and I was intrigued to know if you did. And I struggled mm. with it because, so the question I want to ask is, did you feel pressure because of your mum's results? So I felt pressure because I felt like if I don't win gold, yeah, I've not reached the, what everyone expects of me. And what, the, yeah. like, in our family, it was always it, a win or nothing. 
And did you feel like that in the opposite way? You know, your mum was so close to winning a medal twice. And did you feel a bit like, oh my God, not me? (laughs) Um, Like, uh, yeah, because my mum didn't win, like she comes sick for both games. So I guess I didn't feel that like, to win like pressure like I but in me like I want to win everything I do like, yeah <laughs> so I have that I think it was more like my self pressure yeah um but also the fact that I come forth every time I was like you know what if I come forth again no one's gonna care so <laughs> I just gonna <laughs> gonna go and uh just try my absolute best and uh yeah just give it absolutely everything um and that's yeah like what I did and I kind of want in a way like I wanted to win a medal for her, like, because, like, she didn't win a medal, and, (laughs) but then the other way, I'm like, haha, I won a medal, you didn't. (laughs) It was, like, a bit of both. (laughs) You can please tell me you haven't said that to her. I think I did, like, the day I got home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, fuck, I'm sorry. That's so good. I mean, I always tease my dad that my medal's bigger than his, but yeah. it's It's funny because listening to Emma, she clearly has so much respect and affection for her mum, but on a professional level, wanted to keep a little bit of distance. I totally get what she's saying. It's really quite challenging sometimes having someone who knows your environment so well and has had their own experience and lessons. Emma's big domestic rival leading up to Tokyo was Bryony Shaw, bronze medalist from Beijing and a three-time world silver medalist. Did she feel the pressure? How was that process? I mean, you nailed it in the end, but how was the whole... Journey because as someone who's you were shy, struggling with confidence in scenarios, like how was that journey? Um, yeah, like it was it was hard. I would say, like, um, I never done anything like it before as well, so it was definitely an experience. (laughs) But I kind of just took like one event at a time. We had the Europeans, which was the first like event, and uh, yeah, I actually got shingles like four days before it. Did you? Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even know what shingles was at the time. I just uh, had this big rash on my back. And I was like, uh, they sent me to a doctor. And then he was like, oh, no, I wouldn't race. Like, it's a risk. And I was like, no one is stopping me from racing. I'm racing, like... I'm <laughs> so racing no matter what. <laughs> yeah, so like half an hour the day before and then just raced and got a silver medal, which was, I think, my second Unreal. ever medal, <laughs> a championship. Yeah. Like a major championship, which was pretty ridiculous, like... I think I just had like a like a mindset like oh, I've got shingles like it's a bit like Olympics that like, I come forth like I got, yeah but I can only try my best and uh, I started off well and then I think I just gained more and more confidence like definitely my windsurfing has given me my confidence <laughs> I'm not sure what I'd do without it <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's so interesting because there's so many people out there who like you struggle struggle to go walk into a gym I mean I mm. I wasn't far off of feeling how you did but I think I my defensive work mechanism was just a joke about how crap I was but yeah. I guess how did you overcome that how did you get past your sort of fear of that snowing because you're right it's scary it, yeah. a normal gym scary let alone yeah. one filled with Olympians like how do you get over yeah. that 
um it took time a lot of time and like I have to thank like my coaches Ollie used to come to the gym with me <laughs> I mean oh. <laughs> now I look back I'm like oh <laughs> there you go <laughs> I'd yeah I'd almost like meet someone before I went into the gym so I didn't have to go in on my own and actually like their support start they're so good like um yeah and then you meet a few people and it, I think it was always for me like once I knew a few people it was so much easier yeah um even now like go to a public gym in a foreign country it's, it's not really nice like no. you want to go with your mates or yeah so I think but do you yeah, feel confidence to... enough now to go on your own like to like a public gym when we're away you know like the worst ones are in Palmer aren't they always oh yeah <laughs> I think in, no I, I think in Palmer I went with uh the squad like I don't want to nice. go on my own <laughs> so I think it <laughs> don't think I've grown out of it <laughs> <laughs> well you have because you found the people <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 exactly it's yeah it's getting a nice group of people and it makes it so much more fun so like, yeah 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 100 covid so trials happens you get selected you got selected the same day we did and yeah obviously we're all building up to the games mm. that year do you remember the moment you got told that the games was going to be postponed uh yeah i think oh yeah i was on a fitness <laughs> fitness like a uh, weekly call with uh, the physio and alexey and yeah and uh and then it, it just popped off on bbc sport like olympics postponed and here we are chatting about fitness program what we're gonna do <laughs> so, yeah and i'm like uh yeah guys uh <laughs> don't think we need to do this right now <laughs> and uh, and then uh like that evening i remember like i was kind of all right about it i was like oh okay another year and then I just cried I think I was like what the like it's just it was just such a weird situation um yeah I think for you as well like everyone was a bit like stunned by the whole yeah. thing I mean um, no one's lived but through that and certainly no, no athletes lived through the games being postponed apart from this <laughs> lot so it, it, no, it wasn't like yeah. there was someone you could ask for advice was there do, yeah, do you remember what yeah. your mum said uh I, I can't remember no I remember going to bed that night and feeling a bit like not lost but like a bit like weird you know like and you wake up and you're like well do I yeah what do I do now like I know do I go to the gym or yeah Yeah, and then uh but then I got like into like a fitness program and I did we did like intervals on the zoom and stuff yeah and uh and then I started thinking you know what another year could be the best thing that's happened to me because I was still like climbing up the ranks and like a lot of the girls in my fleet had been they were like 10 years older than me yeah. they were like and so actually like another year of we did eventually get some racing in and uh, <laughs> like getting that experience which was what I needed was probably the best thing that could have happened to me I think. do you think that good bout of fitness as well during lockdown do you think that helped I think it did because the thing is with me like I'll go windsurfing over anything like so I avoid the gym whilst there I couldn't so I had yeah. to, I remember doing like so much fitness oh we <laughs> did, did so much didn't we yeah twice yeah. a day every day <laughs> yeah oh, I, yeah, I was like <laughs> I think I like woke up did it intervals made a cake took dog for a walk did another session <laughs> like, yeah it was just every single day like same um, relentless yeah so you took on that final year like absolutely nailed it we yeah flew off to games fortunately your mum helped you <laughs> get every, all your stuff there <laughs> yeah 
you absolutely smashed the games. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely through the park. You came alive mm. as a person and as a... And I became sort of the athlete we all saw you could be. What yeah. are you going to do now? Like, you're mm. a different, slightly different sport. Mm. And yeah. now you're someone to beat. You're no longer the underdog. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's funny because I didn't think it would change that I think I've definitely got a lot more confidence since I won that medal but I guess the overwhelming feeling like I was so happy to win that medal but I remember looking up at the Chinese girl on to my right on the podium and thinking I want to win a gold medal (laughs) and then seeing your medal and Hannah's medal and it being gold and uh, Giles and I was like oh I'm gonna win a gold medal I think that's what I'm (laughs) that's what I'm doing now going to try and win a gold medal um, yeah, it's a new class, uh, the foiling. So, in a way, I am the underdog because I didn't do it for... Everyone's got a year and a half on me. Um, yeah. That's been nice and learning a lot. I mean, big learning curve. Yeah, <laughs> um, huge learning curve. Yeah, go try and win a gold medal in Paris. Amazing. We can go do it together this time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've loved chatting to my British sailing team teammate Emma Wilson and I certainly feel like I've got to know her better. And for all the talk on this episode of lack of confidence, it's great to hear her so positive and determined to go for gold at Paris 2024. Before I let her go, I've got one final question. So your mum has obviously been with you every step of the way. To any Mm. kid that maybe sort of has this like burning desire to win but is too shy and maybe hides behind their parents be Mm. it they might be their like school coach or something or or someone at anyone who feels like they're hiding behind someone what like what would you be your advice to break out and become your own person uh I think like keep believing in yourself like there was a lot of times when I came home and just cried to my mum like it was not even it was like we had the team camps, you know, like walking into Portland House. And I remember just coming home crying, like, I can't do it, mum, I can't do it. <laughs> like, oh. and I used to get so stressed about the little things. But, <laughs> like, believing, like, the windsurfing, like, I knew I could do it on the water. And I think keeping that belief, like, don't... Even if you struggle with everything else, but if you love the sport you're doing, like, just, like, keep at it. And uh, and then you start to meet a few people and it gets a lot easier. Like, now it's a lot easier. Um yeah, so I'd say just keep believing and try and get a few people on your side, you know, <laughs> look out for you. <laughs> yeah, and you did that. You had so many amazing people around you who sort of supported you and and mm. looked after you. I guess yeah. that sort of goes to show, like, it's an army that gets you to the games. It's not... Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I think that was the sad thing about COVID and Tokyo is, like, Oh, Rish, my brother, was there at the end. Like, there was, he was the first person I rang when I won a medal. Like, and <laughs> like, uh, imagine just having the family or and everyone who's helped yeah. you, like the sponsors in the past. And yeah, I think that's another reason I want to go to Paris as well. <laughs> uh, right. cool. Amazing! Thank you so much, yeah. Amazon. Um, uh, good luck. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks so much to Emma Wilson for coming on this episode of Out of the Shadows. We've almost finished series one. Can you believe it? If you've missed any of the previous episodes, do give them a try wherever you get your podcasts. 
We're here in association with Quote Search. This is a 94-19 production, and I'll have a little surprise for you when we reach episode 8, the season finale. Speak to you then.